Looks like we might be blocking people a little bit early on the Air Comfort Solutions text line today, boys. I'm just, you know, there's... would love for you. I'm I'm just saying right now, the first two texts that... No, I did say Millwood, right, TJ? I did say they were playing Millwood, right? Okay. Because usually it's correcting me on things. No, it's not so-and-so, it's so-and-so. And And I would say about six six out of ten times you guys are right. You got a 60%, I got a 40%. But, you know, TJ doesn't realize the problem that I have with my attention span and quickly looking whenever Josh leaves the Air Comfort Solutions text line up in front of my face. Look at those first two texts, Josh. Look at them. Look at them. These are people just begging to get blocked right off the top of the show. I'm in an awesome mood today. TJ was playing Boston. My MySpace intro song was hitting. More than a feeling. Hey, what was your MySpace intro song? Hit us up. Air Comfort Solutions text line today. What do those first two text messages say? Millwood. Let's go, Millwood. All right. Listen, guys are on thin ice right now, okay? Let's clean it up. Brad Beller's coming up at 10 a.m. This is a Washington Warrior football program. By the way, y'all need to be as good of listeners as Crystal Cody and I is. Do you know what Crystal's doing? Recruiting people to the show. Now, I got to fight every so often because when we go to commercial break, she might shift to another program. Crystal, we got to work on that. But first text I got on the super secret textoso line. Got a guy that said he used to listen to Plank and Pop in T-Town, and he is tuning in now. I am pulling listeners to your show. Love it. Good morning. Thank you, Crystal. You're doing God's work out there. You're awesome. How are you, man? Did you have a good night last night? It was good. Good morning. I don't know what's going on. Like, Wednesdays have become this day that most people dread. It's like, oh, Wednesdays, now, and being in studio on a Wednesday, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm on cloud nine. I'm fired up today. If I feel like for the old man that I am, you know, staying up until the wee hours of the morning on Sunday night, you know, get a little caught up on rest Monday. I even snuck in a nap yesterday, Josh. You know how I know that 45-minute nap was good? It's probably something I shouldn't admit on the air. Drool. <laughs> oh, oh, what is this on the pillow? I was out. So, I'm ready to go today, man. Good. Um, Also watched a lot of basketball last night. It was awesome. I watched all the OU game. Was going back and forth at times between the Illinois and Texas game, which was a doozy, and the Lakers-Cavs game, which was really good. Though I I did one, one quick thing. I'm not going NBA here on you or anything, but did we not learn the whole if you're sick, just stay home thing? Wasn't that kind of a thing that we all learned? It's... Because you can be sick without having COVID. I mean, that's just that that's one thing, right? But you know, Anthony Davis last night, fun start to the game, and then literally at one point, Josh, she just walks back to the locker room and no one says anything. And you never know anything. You don't I don't know if they didn't have a sideline reporter there or what, but you know nothing. And then literally after the game, Darvin Ham is like, yeah, Anthony Davis had a 101 fever. And you're like, what are we doing? Go! Why is he playing? Hydrate. Sleep. 
You know what the best thing to do when you're not feeling well? Sleep. But I was a little triggered by that. Just a little bit. But it was a fun night. It was, to me, it was a fun night that kind of had preceded an information gathering day for your boy. Now, this show has pretty much been all portal all the time on Monday and Tuesday. So we've, I don't want to say miss, but haven't really divin. Divin? Is that even a word? Dove? We haven't divin off the diving board. We haven't dove into a couple of stories from the weekend that I really wanted to, right? And it's Wednesday, so we better do this quick because it's a wiping Wednesday. I want to talk about Dion at some point. I mean, in a world where it's all about Cruton and now the transfer portal, suddenly Colorado becomes a place where you're like, all right, if they're on the list of a guy that you're looking at, the concern level ramps up quite a bit. Right. Antennas are raised right. in Boulder. So I, I want to get into that. I feel like – so I listened to the Cover 3 podcast last night, and I enjoyed it so much I reached out to, I reached out to Chris Hummer, and he's going to join us on the program tomorrow. So, Josh, don't let me forget. We, we've got him. Joey, if you're listening, it's another 24-7 sports guy. So tomorrow, if we can move Joey to like 1130 – Will be no problem. It'll be the all the two four seven sports roundtable. Is that trademarked? Twenty four seven sports. I don't think anybody's done that. Chris Hummer, <laughs> I'm just playing, James. Chris Hummer at the top of the hour, who is all over the portal, and then at the bottom of the hour, Joey Helmer tomorrow. So it'll be nonstop. But I, I wanted to pose this to you just real quick, and then we'll move. If there's any attorneys, I need you to help me understand this. I, I would play the segment, but I'm I was too lazy to. I was too lazy to time check it, which means screenshotting it on my phone. But here's here's the question that was posed by Bud Elliott, and I need an attorney. Scholarships, essentially, we, we understand the agreement with scholarships. Easily, you can walk out and say, hey, I'm moving on. I'm going somewhere else. And yesterday appeared to be a very quiet portal day for Oklahoma, at least in those going into it. And... It didn't appear to be a quiet day in offers that were extended, which, which again, we'll touch on coming up in a bit. But here's the question. Is there a point where with these NIL slash collective enticements that we know are happening, we know are happening, Josh, that when a player, say out of high school, Give me a good I, – I, I got to come up with a Texas A&M guy so I can have a better example of them. Texas A&M 2022 signing class. <laughs> let's, just, let's go look and see if I can come up with a with a good name here that's probably already – Didney, right? There's a good one, right? Gabriel Brownlow Didney. There you go. Guy we thought was probably going to come to OU. Right. But let's say he's in, a, he's in an agreement with a collective. And, and when you sign with the school, right, we understand the letter of intent and all the rules with that. At least I think I do. But once you commit to a collective, if he then decides after his first year, yo, I'm out. I'm going somewhere else. I don't like it. Could said collective have legal grounds to go after him and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, this is. 
you've got your scholarship, and that's one thing. This, bro, is a financial agreement. This is Because there's paperwork that goes in this. You just don't walk out and say, I'm part of the collective. I'm in an NIL deal. Like when Michael on The Office said, I declare bankruptcy. Or who, I declare bankruptcy. Or who was the player for Oklahoma a couple years ago that, that he's like, I'm in the portal. And they're like, bro, there's some. You got to fill out a few things before you actually go into the portal. Right. Yeah. There are some some steps. But the, the question was brought up, and it, and it got me thinking. So I've been thinking about this all night, and it was shut down pretty quick because the first idea was, well, if indeed you try to legally go after someone, are you not admitting then that enticement took place? <laughs> if you have come to an agreement with, in this case, this is just a hypothetical situation, and I, uh. LT Overton, if you're not comfortable with me saying Gabriel Brownlow Diddley or Didney or whatever. Is it is it possible then that someone within that collective or the legal arm of it can say, you're not going anywhere, I'm going to sue you. And this amount of money that had been agreed to be paid as part of this collective, either A, you're not going anywhere, or B, you owe it back to us. Is there any chance... Smarter than me, people out there. Yes, but it depends on what they signed and what the terms of the deal look like. I found it just, it stayed with me all night because it's something that I hadn't ever really thought of, but it's also something that I wonder every single business and entity has something like this in their contracts, but how these can't have like a no compete in them is fascinating to me yeah i, I mean it really just boils down to did you sign a contract right I so don't think most, most I, I, don't, I don't know brian could tell me i mean i'm not going anywhere but i would imagine that in my contract there is a no compete so if i went to casey and brian and said hey i'm leaving because i'm gonna go sell insurance or something that there is something in that deal that says i can't do radio until the extent of that contract is over right i mean i would just assume so in these, in, do you need a pet? By the way, are you looking up for adopt a pet, or is that old? Uh, no, this is from the uh, guys this morning. I have a cat I need to give away. Long story on that. Long story, boys. When we're out of portal season, we're going to spend some time on it. Let's talk. Let's talk. But no, back to the point. I, I just that brought up a whole new angle to this that I hadn't really thought of. So smarter than me, attorneys, lawyers, contract people. Is this something over the next few years that either in, okay, let's just say it's not in their deals. Let's say there isn't something of that nature in these agreements that you have whenever, oh, I heard so-and-so is paying $25,000 just to play there. That's great. But what if after one year, even with that twenty-five grand, you are like, damn, out. That's just yours and it's done and it's over? I've never been in a business that really worked like that. I mean, even in the National Football League or Major League Baseball or the NBA, you decide you're out or you retire after signing a long-term deal, there's a certain portion of your signing bonus or something that you owe back. And maybe, maybe, now that we've been through this, right, and we're learning a little bit, that it becomes something that's a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? Necessary. Quick answer. 
from the 214. Now, I don't know if this is an attorney or not, but it sounds very fancy in the answer to me. Here's the answer off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. These contracts between business and player identify the player as affiliated with the university. When the player is no longer affiliated with said university, the contract becomes null and void. Okay, but how about some of those deals that were made before? How about some of those offers that were made before those contracts were in step with each other like that? I mean, it's just, it's a question I have. If it's as simple as that, I apologize for wasting the first 13 minutes of this program. I just feel like it can be more complex. And, you know, maybe someone says, wait a minute, hold on, get Tennessee quarterback. Where, where's Kyle Walton when I need him? Tennessee has a quarterback that they have signed that is also one of the top volleyball recruits in the country. And let's see, there you go. You're going to find it before I will. Nicholas Imalava. And I think, in fact, I brought this up a couple weeks ago, and Travis corrected me because I was saying his name wrong. But, and I'm pretty sure that it's not pronounced Imalava. Line, Travis. Yeah, exactly. Line. But the point was, you know, what if, we already hear it. Like he's got like $5 million in an ideal lined up. What if he gets there, and as soon as he gets there, he's out? I mean, are those – there's – I know people are suckers for wanting to win, but there's no way there isn't some sort of protection there for the dudes that are donating that money. No way! And maybe at that point, if you're a business owner or something, you say, yeah, he ain't going anywhere. I'm going to get my money back for that. I'm just – Brought up on the Cover 3 podcast, I wonder if that's a future we're headed towards when it comes to some of these magical amounts of money that are being mentioned out there. A future we're headed for, yes, and a current present we're probably already existing in but don't know (laughs) about. Right. Right. All right, welcome into the Plank Show on a Wednesday. Yeah, it was not a Tuesday and into this morning day where you've you've had more names added to the portal. Now, officially, officially, the bottom line more than anything else is there's not there's a couple of names that we have on our list of 15 that haven't officially put their name into the transfer portal. But it's believed that they will. So we'll update that list when we come back. So far, that number of players that have declared for the NFL still stands at 4 for OU, but a couple of new names have offers out there from OU, more than just the few that we've been talking about at the receiver position. So that's coming up next. Bottom of the hour, quick recap. Well, bottom of the hour, we'll catch up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Later this hour, recap of Porter Moser's team's big win last night. And then Brad Beller joins us at 10 a.m., the head football coach at Washington on a busy Wednesday right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Sooner basketball wins last night. We'll hear from Porter Moser in about 20 minutes or so from now. I always hate the day after a home basketball game when the fight becomes about the crowd. It's just, it's unfortunate that you can't. Toby hit it best. I mean, there's nothing more I can add. 
I mean, we, they've got great promotions that go on around the game. They've got an exciting coach that's willing to do whatever it takes. You got a fun team, but for some reason, it's just, it's still a challenge. And I don't know what the answer truly is, Josh, except keep grinding. Yeah, hopefully it's a little bit better in Big 12 play. You'd, I mean, look, you'd love to have a great crowd all season, but, right. you know, get into Big 12 play and have some success. And then hopefully, you know, that entices people the rest of the way to come back. Right. You would hope. You would hope. So, you want to do a quick little portal update as far as it's concerned with Oklahoma and where we are right now? This is a portal update. I kind of I kind of feel like portal update. Okay. So here's two names that we heard Oklahoma had offered last night. And again, I'm I'm gonna be real honest. Parker's all over this, right? I'm just I'm kind of a oh, what does it call whenever you you, Fly on the wall? Well, no, 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 no. Uh, you get mad whenever I make fun of it. Oh, I'm kind of an aggregator with this, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm an aggregator, okay? Yeah, don't make fun of aggregation. This pays the bills. <laughs> That's right. So th- these may have been out there, but if they haven't, here's – and it's kind of going in line, Josh, with positions we thought that they would look at, right? Defensive line depth, obvious help at receiver, and, you know, maybe – I haven't seen a corner get offered yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. The kid out of Alabama. So a little secondary help, too. So here's the two that we learned last night. Caleb Banks out of Louisville. He is a defensive lineman, 6'7", 265. He would come in as a sophomore with a couple years of eligibility, which, again, um, Remember, you would be responsible for all of said time. Now, the problem with Caleb Banks is this would appear to be a play on ability, right? Six, seven. Well, they, ESPN has him up to 300 pounds. Six, seven, 300 pounds. Because, in fairness, uh, he didn't really do too terribly much on the field for Louisville last year. Only played in a couple of games. There is... There is... Dorian Singer, much talked about, the wide receiver out of Arizona. 6-1, second team all-pack 12, 66 catches for 1,100 yards. Now, I, I think it's fair to say, Josh, that he was a guy He was a guy that a lot of people hoped would end up an Oklahoma offer. Hadn't really seen it out there, but again – I don't know outside of, you know, going Parker and Brandon Drum and, and all the dudes that cover this nonstop, outside of getting on the phone and, and bugging the hell potentially out of these dudes, how do you know unless they put out the tweet that says, hey, got an offer from here, right? So Dorian Singer did, Caleb Banks did. They join a group that includes Dante Cephas, the wide receiver out of Kent State. Um, is it Rara Thomas? Rara Thomas. The wide receiver out of Mississippi State, Deshaun McCullough, the Indiana rush end, and I'm completely spacing on the Alabama DB's name right now. So those are that's six 
that I've seen so far. I'm sure there's a couple of others out there. That have not posted that they've been offered. Sure. Um, the, the offensive – some people have been all over the defensive lineman out of Montana, uh, offensive lineman out of Rhode Island. That wouldn't surprise me at all. But I'm just – I'm going by the guys who have put it out there. And, Josh, it's kind of following along the the numbers and at least the positions that we thought it would be that we've been talking about since literally Friday when we were projecting that this would open up. And that did not uh, include any of the Oklahoma State players. That's right. That's right. But it is it is fascinating. Fascinating to see. Oh, did I? Oh, okay, that's old. Uh, never mind. I just saw someone put Kamara Wheaton down, and I, I didn't realize how old that was. Like, wait a minute here. But we're in a situation that we're kind of wait and see. And I don't know who truly is the first domino to fall in all of this, but it's kind of it's kind of following along the list that we thought it would be heading. Kyrie Jackson, thank you, Brian in Tulsa. Kyrie Jackson is a guy to definitely keep an eye on. So, it, am I missing someone? Is there any surprises here? Because it looks as if Josh, we're kind of going down that road where. Oklahoma is addressing needs that we earmarked. I'm not trying to sit here and hurt myself, pat myself on the back, but that we had earmarked as potential spots where they need help, where they need some depth. So let's run down. You've got, obviously, wide receiver included there. A lot, yep. Edge, you've got included there. Defensive back. Look in that direction. Defensive line, mm-hmm. just in general, look in that direction. Yep. Offensive line, have they uh, offered anybody out? We think the kid out of Rhode Island. Okay. Right. And and I and again, I don't know for sure. Now, I got to be clear with you. I don't know if you're going to see them go get an offensive lineman out of the portal unless they've offered that kid. Right. And I don't know for sure. Parker, when he gets in, can correct me. They're bringing in three high school offensive linemen. And if you, they have committed a lot of scholarships to offensive linemen, a lot. And I know it's like, well, Bray Walker just left, bro. He never stepped on the field. So I, I mean, Conjol's gone, Murray's gone. Maybe they feel like they want to bring in another veteran, Harrison Morris, right? And and I'm not. Listen, this whole I don't know where it came from. That's like Oklahoma's trying to talk Harrison into coming back. I don't really know how in depth that goes, except to say, hey. Change your mind, you're welcome to come back. I don't think Bill Beanbow's blowing up Anton Harrison's phone and saying, you got to come back, man. You better come back. Turn down that late first-round money. I mean, I, I don't know where that comes from. So, I just, it's intriguing to me to see exactly what that looks like on the O-line. Because I know, they're bringing in, and the kid's visiting this weekend, they're bringing in a center. Now, do you know how rare it is that a center is the guy that it, it, that he comes in as a center. You don't usually have your best offensive lineman that plays center. It's just the reality of it. I'm not Gabe will even tell you that. They usually Andrew Rame never played center in high school. Never played center in high school. And in fact, I think he was a left tackle at Broken Arrow when they won a state championship. And he comes here and he's like, you know what? You'd be a pretty good center. Let's move you inside. 
But you've got a guy that's coming in as a true-to-life center. That's all he's played. And that could be a guy that gets on the field sooner rather than later. But I guess the point more than anything else is, Josh, right now they're hitting all the bullet points that I think as fans you would want to see them hit, right? An Alabama defensive back, some playmaking wide receivers, including one that was an all-pack 12 performer. Yeah, they definitely need skill guys. And I guess the, the, the rush edge, the edge rushers, excuse me. I say rush edge all the time. Edge rushers and um, the Louisville kid who for some reason I spelled his name so horribly that I can't even make out Banks in my notes. <laughs> my gosh. Uh, Kayla Banks and the um, – oh, who am I leaving out? Oh, the Indiana kid. Right, so they've they've done a really, really good job so far of addressing needs. Now, there's a couple of other things that are going on in the portal that we haven't necessarily talked about that I wanted to just hit on a couple of updates that I had here. You you've seen a lot of ACC quarterbacks hit the portal, right? DJ Uyunglele just visited Arizona State yesterday. And according to the Cover 3 podcast on 24-7 Sports, honestly, he doesn't even know where he wants to go right now. Oregon State is a possibility, maybe even Kentucky, because Kentucky is apparently going to be a major player in the transfer portal for a quarterback. Uh, The Leary kid out of North Carolina State, very much in play for Kentucky. Missouri is a possibility for him. And they, the, the buzz is that Drake May is staying in North Carolina. But think about what's going on this offseason in Athens, Tuscaloosa, and Columbus. All three schools will need a new starting quarterback. C.J. Stroud's turning pro. Bryce Young is probably going to be, if not the first, the second pick. Well, I I should say, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are either going to be the first or second quarterback off the board in some order. And Stetson Bennett, I think, has finally exhausted all of his eligibility. So there's three major players in the college football world that are going to need a starting quarterback next year. And I know that they've all recruited well, but we saw the backup from Alabama this year, and he looked pretty good. I don't know how involved... Alabama is going to be, but Ohio State, Ohio State and Georgia are going to be very involved in a portal quarterback. If I told you that Hudson Card was heavily involved at Georgia, what would your reaction be? I'd be surprised because I – That's how some Texas people feel. Really? That's the, the buzz is that there's some interest on – I mean, obviously really? it's hard, but there's some interest on the Georgia side too. To me, I say if you're bringing Card in, why don't you call Spencer Sanders? Hmm. Well, it's funny that you mention that. The idea in bringing up Georgia and Alabama is that Drake May could be a potential game changer. I mean, that's a dude... Top five NFL draft pick. That's a dude that changes the whole national championship picture. Conversely, if Hudson Card or Spencer Sanders go to Georgia, I mean, is it like, whoa! It's more like, oh, okay. I mean... Sanders to Georgia would be pretty good. You think so? Oh, yeah. With uh, everything that, I mean, you don't have to be great. Well, it's got to be pretty good. That's true. But I I think that they would be better suited staying with one of the guys they have than going and getting Spencer Sanders. I like Spencer Sanders. I think he's awesome. 
I just don't know. I don't have as high of opinion on him as others do, right? Where they're like, he's an NFL guy. I'm like, eh. I mean, in fact, he's in the portal right now, and there hasn't even really been a set destination for him. Now, some think Penn State because that's where his old offensive coach is. Be a good fit. But Penn State's also got a five-star quarterback that's been waiting for his opportunity. So do you bring in Spencer Sanders and risk making that guy mad and he ends up in the portal in March? I don't know. But Drake May, to me, is the guy to keep an eye on. One more, you mentioned Hudson Card. What, one more quick portal update, not know you things. Apparently, Notre Dame is interested in Hudson Card. But all eyes are on Oregon because Oregon's new offensive coordinator, Will Stein, was was um, Hudson Card's high school coach. So he left UTSA to go to Oregon when Kenny Dillingham took the Arizona State job. So there's thoughts that, sure, maybe there's buzz amongst some of the SEC schools, but if Oregon takes a quarterback, then it might be Hudson Card. And now everybody wants to find their Bo Nix, right? Who's the guy that when I put him in my, let's just get him away from that mess he's in. Maybe Spencer Sanders is a great example of that. Get him away from that mess he's in at Oklahoma State, and let's get him somewhere where he can be more of the playmaker we saw in the opening game against Oregon State of his career. Maybe so. But there's a few nuggets on the non-OU side of things with some of the quarterbacks in the portal. And we know one thing about coaches. They are always Mr. Fixer-Uppers. There's always going to be another Mr. Fixer-Upper. Always going to be another person that they can fix. I can fix him. I can fix. get him over here. I can fix him. What's the joke that the Denver Broncos former players said whenever Josh McDaniels took over? It was, I can take any middle-of-the-road quarterback and make him a superstar. Every single quarterback or every single coach believes it. Something wrong with him? Got a good attitude? Loves the game? Get him in here. I can fix him. I can make him a winner. Mechanics are terrible. I can fix him. By the way, did Dylan Gabriel not give a handful of people a heart attack with his little thing he put on social media last night? <laughs> Which was really cool. Don't get me wrong. But in the in the timing of Twitter-designed graphics and people announcing what they're doing or where they're going or they're transferring, Dylan Gabriel just kind of giving us an update on his brand was was something. It was something. Excited for the kid. Hope it blows up. But oof. I saw that and I was like, uh-oh, here we go. Here comes one of the gut punches. And then it literally was a series of what graphics that just kind of designed or, or laid out his brand and what DG brand was all about. I literally had to do a double take. And then I had to open it up and zoom it in because I'm like, what is that saying? What is that? All right, quick break. It's 939. Washington football coach Brad Beller is going to join us at the top of the hour. His team's playing for a 2A state championship on cert day. And coming up, the best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line right here on the Home of Sooner fans. All right, we're about, uh, whoa, 15 minutes away from Talking some high school football here on the Plank Show. I reached out to see if Kevin Wilson could come on with us, but have not heard back. Tulsa Day coming up on Friday. Two days. That's right. 
brought to you by Air Comfort Solutions. I'll be at Tally's. Oh, baby. I've been told that Toby packed the joint last time. So there we'll is an it. expectation. There is an expectation that lots of people come by. People no go pressure. see go see Plank. Don't leave my man hanging. There's been so many times in my radio career where we have a remote and it's from a location where you don't really need people to come by or they can't. Here we go. Um, according to reports, I may be buying a beer for everyone that comes by. Tally's doesn't serve beer. So we'll just we'll see how that works out. Just a rumor that I've heard. All right, best of the year comfort solutions. Text line 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. As we mentioned, Air Comfort Solutions bringing you Tulsa Day. Okay, to our – yeah, uh, Robbie Drossett. I'm in T-Town on Friday, and I have something for you. So there's at least one person that's going to be at Tally's. Um, Boom. Oh, by the way, I just found at Southside Tally's they have beer. I will be on 11th and Yale, so sorry. I'll be I'll be on historic Route 66. Uh, 405. The NL setups could also be set up year by year, such as a contract. One million over four years, so it's broken down to 250K a year if they play. Okay, that's fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig a little deeper on this. Just it was an angle to it that I hadn't thought of very much. The cover three guys asked this question. Yeah. Yeah. And they and again they didn't have much of an answer either. And, and I'm not being negative about it. I let and Chris is coming on the show tomorrow at eleven, but yeah. Um for the four oh five, just because the player leaves the university does not void his contract if his contract term stipulates that he will represent the university. He is engaged under an NIL deal to perform. Now, again, this goes back to the well, this goes back to the opening segment of the show where we talked about, you know, everyone's all fired up about collectives and NILs and things of that nature, but what if you have a situation where a guy all this money and all this NIL and all this collective and after one year he leaves. It's like, ah, I'm just not happy here. Could there be legal recourse in the future? for people to go after him. And that just kind of started this. Uh, Dodger Blaine, still checking in every day from Arizona. What are your thoughts on Cody Bellinger leaving? I'm heartbroken. I'm crushed. I love that dude. Might have been my favorite player in baseball, and now he's a Cub. And I'll root like crazy for him, but it's just – you know, the Cubs had this happen to them a couple years ago, right? Where that whole foundation that you kind of felt like was going to be there for years and years and years, and the next thing you know, they traded everyone away. Well, I hope that's not what's happening with the Dodgers. I don't think it is. The problem for L.A. is, you know, you Bellinger hadn't really played all that well. So you're... You know, I sat here and hemmed and hawed and threw a fit whenever they pinch hit for him in the NL Divisional Series, but from a statistics perspective, it made sense. Hopefully he can find a stroke. I hope he goes and wins another MVP. I really do. He'll be great at Wrigley Field. Cubs fans are going to love him. Dodger fans are going to miss him. But L.A. also has one of the best consistent farm systems in baseball, so they're going to start giving some of their young guys a chance. You know what? I missed this and should have been – uh, giving a shout-out earlier, someone hit us up with the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Jeff Colbeth, the defensive coordinator for my Washington Warriors, was a recipient of the Broyles Award 
which honors the best high school assistant. Oh, that's pretty cool. Congratulations. It's a big freaking deal. Did I mention Brad Beller is coming up at the top of this hour yet, Josh Helmer? Have I brought that up at all? Brad Beller coming up at 10 a.m. Um, Kendall's fired up about this. If Oklahoma doesn't offer Braylon Presley, it tells me they don't value elite talent in their own backyard. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about that. By the way, I think I mistakenly said Brennan Presley was also in the portal a couple times yesterday. No, yeah, he's he's not. But okay. I don't know. Kind of seems like he might. Oh, okay. But I don't – if they don't offer Braylon Presley, I don't think that's an indication of what their view is on Oklahoma talent. They are going to be a hell of a lot more active going after Oklahoma talent than – you've ever seen before well and because of Braylon Presley's comments it's obvious that he wants to be a, a jack of all trades right sure. he doesn't just want to be a wide receiver type he kind of wants to do a little bit of everything and Oklahoma's got some talented yeah, running backs absolutely so I I would think that again to me the simple thing plank is in-state kid blue chipper Get him on campus, figure it out later. But uh, Braylon Presley is somebody that's already been pretty vocal about well, some of his frustrations somewhere else. Can I point out one thing, too? I appreciate players' parents speaking up. But suddenly when mom is complaining about the way he was used in the media, it's a bit of a red flag for me. That's one of those where I'm like, ah. Oh. Do you want – to have that around, to be dealing with that. Right. I mean, and the kid was only, what, a true freshman this last year, so. Does the reward outweigh the PR nightmare Listen, of it? here's the deal. If they get Dante Cephas or Ra-Ra Thomas or Dorian uh, Singer, Braylon Presley isn't in play. Period. Um, From the 405, real quick, then we'll break, and you'll hear from Porter Moser. Would Dylan Gabriel want to transfer if they brought in another good portal quarterback? I'm concerned with our depth. All right, this is where I go back to ask, how many quarterbacks do you want on the roster? Ralph Rucker just transferred out, and I know you all think Davis Bevel stinks, but there's not an elite third-string quarterback in the in the college football world. It, there's just not. And do you want to bring in – I'm not trying to be a jerk – but do you want to bring in a portal quarterback and risk angering your your freshman standout? Well, wait till after signing day. Yeah, I don't think that's how it's going to work anymore, boys. I don't think I don't think you can wait until after signing day and then go get another portal quarterback and not still make Jackson Arnold angry potentially. They're not getting a quarterback in the portal. If anything, Dylan Gabriel's your starter, Jackson Arnold's your backup. And then you've got a third-string quarterback in either Micah Bowens or Davis Bevel, and that's four quarterbacks. I mean, and by the way, quick pause here. I understand what you're saying, and I get it. But every single one of those guys that's in the portal right now at the quarterback position, I don't, I'm sorry, I can never remember the North Carolina State guy's name. Devin Leary. Devin Leary. Keaton Slovis. DJ Uyunglele. Spencer Sanders, the kid from Georgia Tech, Hudson Card. They're not looking to go places where they're going to be a backup or battle for a job. They're looking to go places where they can play. Colin Schley, 
not right. coming to Oklahoma to be a backup. Right. They're, not, uh, not jumping from. Not jumping from where they are to come be potentially a third-string guy. All right, quick break. Gosh, there's a lot. Calzada, of maybe? Yeah, you know, okay. When you start looking down at names like Zach Calzada, there you go. I mean, that that's a legitimate maybe. Drew Pine, maybe. Mm, well, I think well, Drew Pine's in the portal because Notre Dame told him they're going to go get a transfer portal quarterback. So why would he come somewhere where there's already an established starter, a five-star guy that's next in line, and you're battling with two other portal guys to be that third string right now? I just I, – if I was thinking about quarterback, and I'm an Oklahoma fan, I'm shifting my attention to defense, I'm shifting my attention to wide receiver. That, that's just me, and that's been the charge that we've had here on the Plank Show since about – the first half of the TCU game. Yeah. <laughs> because that's when it all started. All right. Quick break. When we come back, Porter Moser from last night next. We have one minute. How did that happen? Are there more breaks or did I miss a did I miss a landing somewhere? We probably missed a couple landings. All right. Um dang it. All right. So we'll get Porter next segment. Sam Godwin was on the post game too last. I'm trying to get Sam on the show, but OU basketball rolls last night. Good win for the Sooners after a less than stellar first half. I mean, what was the what was the note that I saw? Up. Bob Prisbillo tweet: Grant Sherfield had 22 of his 24 points in the second half. Godwin had 10 points. OU seven and two against Arkansas this Saturday. In the BOK Center. All right, talking high school football, 2A state championship next with Josh on Plank. This is the ref.